It's listener request month on the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Tim Burton's biopic comedy, Ed Wood. February's all about the love, and we love you, Joel Santagain. Thanks for the request. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. All your money. And you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. There's fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the sea rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Podcasts. We are your host. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am fucking hungover, but I'm I'm making it through. Congratulations! <laughs> it's been a long Tuesday, everybody. That's the reward for drinking. <laughs> <laughs> we we also have DP Mike Griggs. Hello, hello. Hey, buddy, how's it going? And we have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hey, how are you? Oh, uh, yeah, still hungover. Other than hungover, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still. Hungover. Besides, besides the hungover part. What, okay, hold up. What, what did you say in the in the open now? Uh, Tim Burton's biopic comedy Ed Wood. It's biopic. Come on, come on. Come I on. know. <laughs> Can we agree here? Not when it's said like that. It's Tim Burton's <laughs> biopic comedy, but biopic comedy sounds sexier. Sounds like the myopic comedy. I don't know. Ed Wood, you guys seen this movie before? Yes. No. And silence. <laughs> Kristen, this is my it? first exposure. I saw it once in college, but I forgot most of it. Same here. <laughs> it was like watching it for the first time. Yeah, I, exactly. I had seen it. Yes. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in a little bit, too. It's one of those Tim Burton movies that I... The first time... <laughs> It's one of those Tim Burton movies I really like, but uh, I don't I don't revisit it as much as like uh, Beetlejuice or Batman Returns or Edward Scissorhands. It's so good though. It is good. <laughs> Holy shit! It's so good. Like uh, I was totally surprised with how good this movie was. I remember it being good, but I was like, "Wow, is this Tim Burton's best movie?" I've heard it's his favorite movie. Ooh, yeah, it may be his best movie. I think it may be his best movie. It's not my okay, favorite. So- 
How how are you but qualified as as his best movie? Well, I know like, you, you love like, Batman and all that, but I mean, just like as, as a just a movie. I don't know. It's just good. But what is it about this that you feel like sets it off beyond all of Tim Burton's other movies? Especially considering that you don't rewatch it. Well, I had uh, I've seen it twice in the last twenty four hours, Kristen. Well, so other, I, I technically uh, I do. <laughs> so other than when you're doing it for a jab. <laughs> I don't normally rewatch movies that often uh, unless I really like them. And, and I will rewatch this one again for your information. Uh, no, I, I like this In one four a lot. years it, when it, you have it, another it, podcast to talk about it. No, when we when we revisit the best <laughs> podcasts of, you know, when we do our like flashback show, where we're like, man, that Ed Wood episode was fucking excellent. <laughs> Just like that movie. God, I want to watch that again. <laughs> I do forget how funny it is. It's funny. It's got heart. You know, I don't know, man. All, all the actors are good, even though they're bad. Um it's excellent. I don't know. Some of them are just... really good at being really bad. It's really pretty. No, I mean it's campy. They're supposed to be bad. Like yeah, that's... no, but that, oh, no, that's no, what no, I'm no, saying. No. It's it's on like, it's on purpose. Sometimes you have bad acting and you're just like, oh, this is cringeworthy. And then you see like actors turning on the bad acting when they're supposed to be acting, but then when they turn it off and you forget that they're also still acting because they're still on screen. Like that's really good to me. Exactly what Griggs just said. You know what we were talking about in the last episode with Michael Madsen, and he, he was doing it poorly, Brian. This is done correctly. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh. Shot across the bow. Michael Madsen getting taken down yet again. Instead of ending with a large explosion, <laughs> we're going to start with one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, wait, are, you, are you guys saying, though, that the actual acting is, like, bad in this, though? In, in, no, in it's, the, in it's the movie? good acting. Oh, no, okay. when they're no, acting in, in the movies in the movie, when they're meta acting, oh, okay, if you yeah. will. And then he's like, perfect. And they're like, uh, I like when his girlfriend is like, I know. <laughs> nailed that shit. Everybody's a one-take wonder in this world. I, well, that's because he never sees a shot that he doesn't love. Even when dude runs into the fucking wall and you see the entire stage shake. I love his response you want another to that, one? Though. He's yeah. like, nah, it's realism. Nah, it's real. That would happen to him every day. <laughs> he would have trouble getting through uh, doors in, in his normal life. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what Lobo to has to work work with. Whatever. It's that not about the little with. details; it's about the big picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Edward, probably the the worst filmmaker. But you know, that that is one thing I, I do like about this I've movie, though. Uh, wait, uh, you've seen worse movies than Ed Wood films, like worse than Plan Nine, or? Well, I mean, every student film. Um, Ooh. <laughs> shots actually that's fired. not fair though I don't think that's really fair yeah, th- to... those people are still learning not really though because this guy's pretty much a student filmmaker also, right he's, he's learning on the job he's not getting paid like he's getting he's, a, he's getting paid he's raising the money and he's doing it like students like they either like rent the stuff from the library or like get the stuff from their like parents you know so it doesn't count right he's still a student filmmaker <laughs> <laughs> it's a mentality I, yeah, I, but I, I do like how this movie, like, handles, like, it, it, the movie, I never feel like it, it's making fun of Ed Wood. Like, there's an appreciation, you know, uh, and, a, and a respect for his work. Um, yeah, I definitely felt that for sure. Even though they're kind of calling it bad and everybody else in the movie, you know, like, all the characters outside of, like, Ed Wood and his, like, circle of friends, they all know this is shit. But everybody else inside that circle, they're just, you know, they're in that world. I think they know it too. They're just like along for the ride. Do you think they so? know it? Do you think so? 
I, I mean, he has that one moment where he and Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, and he he's like, "What if I'm just a terrible filmmaker? What if I can never do anything?" Like he knows that he's not the best, and and even when people come to him and they're like, "Wow, you just make shit," he's like, "Well, don't worry, the next one will be better." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he is the internal optimist, the eternal optimist. Yeah, like I want to believe him. I want to be like, yeah, actually, it probably will be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I hate to jump to the end, but just like he says at the end, you know, she's like, "But it's raining," and he's like, "But maybe it won't be when we get around the corner." Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah, great. it's it's excellent. I mean, it's it's hard not to like that guy, like. If you're in his orbit, he has such charisma and such magnetism. Like his ability to talk anyone into believing in him, let alone his ideas, is just outstandingly impressive. It's because he's so he's so like charming in his naivete that you are like, well, you know what? It's probably gonna suck, but you're adorable, so I'm gonna give you money. It's why people buy pets, okay? Like that's exactly. <laughs> Wait, so buying pets means that it's probably gonna suck, but you're still gonna give them money. Got it? Oh god, that is so true. Yes, actually, like <laughs> that's exactly what pets are. They like. They, like, uh, no, there's like a study that like if you have a pet, like you actually like your sleep is significantly worse than people without pets. But like no one's going to give up their pet. And like half of the people are still going to let their pet sleep in bed. With it. It's the thing. It's the thing. And so this is what Ed Wood is doing. And everyone just gives him money all the time. He's adorable. You can't yeah. help it. Yeah. If your dog, you come home and your dog's destroyed the house and it looks up with you with those big, beautiful eyes. And you're like, oh, I can't kill you. <laughs> Ed Wood, the filmmaking pet. You heard it here first. <laughs> You guys are kind of harsh on your pets there. I love my pets. What are you talking about? Yeah. I feel nothing but love. My dog is great. <laughs> your dog Look is Look at all crazy, of my though. pets. Look at all of them. That's how much love I have for all of the pets. You're getting a dog for Christmas. <laughs> Fuck you, Jared. I'm going to show up with a, with a pit bull and be like, here you go. His name's Bruno. <laughs> and he loves couches. Well, with the shitty as... Um, Ed Wood movies are. Uh, this movie is done really well, uh, even all the, down to the little details. I love the like the models at the beginning, like the like the you know the HBO uh, kind of flyover shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great uh, transition too. Oh man! Like coming, oh, there's coming so down. many great. Yeah. Yeah, from the models into the real into the real yeah. shots, they yeah. do that a lot. It's so good. Just hide it in a flash of lightning. That's all you need. Yeah, and the, you know, the, the, and when they're flying, you know, they come over the Hollywood sign and they come down, and, and then you can see little cars going, and it totally yep. sells it. You yep. know, it's, it's it's really awesome. It works because they shot it practically. <laughs> That's why it looks good. Yeah, <laughs> especially I don't, for, I don't for, actually believe that. As a general rule, I just want to specify. I do. I do. You, you're talking for me. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer when they actually shoot things on screen. You know, like, I don't know. It's it's nice seeing, like, uh, things people actually put together with their hands and constructed and built. And, like, I don't know. It, there's something about that visually for me, like, watching it. I, I want to know how it works and how it was made versus, like, when it was done in a computer. It's just, like, I know how that was it's done. It's still artists. They're just they're putting their hands digitally on it. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not artists. It's still designed. It's still thought through. It's just not like, you know, I mean, there are a couple moments where it's like special, <laughs> like watching a transformer, like transform from a truck into Optimus Prime. That's pretty fucking cool. I'll give them credit for that. Like, oh, how the fuck did they figure out where to put the lights, bro? And, and the windshield blades and all that other shit. Oh, it's right there. Like, that looks cool. But I don't know, man. Like, like just the, the stop motion tentacle in this movie was like, I, and that was like, what, one shot in the 
opening credit scene, and that was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. The opening credits are are pretty legit. And then to realize after again coming into this having never even heard of Edward, let alone seen one of his movies, that they just took that from the the Plan Nine thing was that was super fun. Oh yeah, that's so cool. There's so many little homages uh, throughout. You know, it's just really neat how they they that they keep uh, they keep adding things. <laughs> I just totally got distracted out of my peripheral and it like wiped my brain. I apologize. Oh, okay, I was like, <laughs> I don't I had a stroke. what that means. <laughs> uh, no, yep. I, I was uh, waiting yeah. for you to elaborate. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I need to turn notifications off on my screen. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, something pretty flashed over here. Our filmmaker ADHD is just kicking in. <laughs> no, there's just these, there's all kinds of like uh, references to uh, flying saucers around and, and they went to major detail of trying to, you know, make sure that all the aspects of of his films were were there, at least the, yeah. the style and the look. And then they went to extreme, like painstaking detail to try to make that happen, which is really really cool. Well, even the subtleties of setting up some of those scenes, like Patricia Arquette, like literally painting the the UFOs while they're just hanging out and having a conversation about something totally different. Oh, it's great! Was so fantastic. Uh, well, I, I guess we should mention this is uh, uh, one of uh, well, I think it's Tim Burton's first movie to ever win an Oscar. They won two Oscars for Best Makeup, Rick Baker for the Bela Lugosi stuff, and um, Martin Landau won uh, Best Supporting Actor for his portrayal of Bela Lugosi. That's great. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Both were amazing. Yeah. Apparently, he was praised for his uh, by uh, by Hungarian people for having the, the proper accent, which he, he does a really good job, man. Like, he, he just kind of does just disappear into this character. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fuck you! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me the whiskey! No, he's like, God damn, it's cold! And he's like, hey, it, it'll, it'll warm up as you go. Fuck you, you come out here! <laughs> I saw this kid got really mad that they, uh, they had him cuss. Uh, really? Yeah, and then I was listening to the audio commentary, and one of the writers pointed out, was like, uh, yeah, and you were like 12 when he died, so uh, I'm sure Bela Lugosi was not the shittiest father in the world and just dropping swear words around you. <laughs> like, maybe maybe he treated people different you know, on set in a professional environment? I thought that was a, a valid point. Man, they, there's no way that any of his sets could be a professional environment when you're trying to shoot 30 scenes a night and oh you've only got four or, five, four or five days to make a whole movie. How the fuck did they do that? That's why he only got one take of most things. <laughs> I, I watched uh, I watched kind of like, you know, bits and pieces of Plan 9. I kind of skipped through it earlier. But the version I found was in color, which was really making me angry. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it it's not terrible dude it is terrible like they they do not show it in the film but uh like i think one of the actors is the lead a guy from plan nine from outer space he's like hey where's the cockpit and johnny depp's like oh you're in it and they just push some things back like in plan nine from outer space when they're they're flying the airplane and they're in the cockpit it's so ridiculous dude it's i don't even know what they're what they're using as controls it looks like like something it's just black piece of plastic or something yeah it's, it's like a stick with like a semi like like a half a circle, and they're just holding onto it, and you can see the screw holes, and they're just holding onto it, and, and they pull it like this, just back and forth as they're flying, and just not even looking, just talking, yeah, fucking insanity. No one will ever look. No, no one will ever look at this movie and study it. That's in the bottom works, right? They're, they're looking at the actors' faces, but I mean, most of Edward's stuff, like uh, they reference it constantly in the movie, um, and I, I do like how he's friends with the uh, the the stock footage stock footage archivist or whatever that's working at the studio but like most of Ed Wood's movies like I would say 
up until like Plan Nine's got a little bit, but most of them are just stock footage. Like I think he only actually shot like maybe like thirty minutes or less of a film, oh, and then okay. just threw so much stock footage in it. So that's how he's able to get by with just shooting for five days and then writing his story around the stock footage. That's okay. Well, I never finished the whole thing because when I was looking at, it, I was like, "This movie's over an hour long, and they shot it <laughs> in a couple days." Well, wow. Yeah, Plan Nine. Plan Nine, I think, has like the least amount of stock footage in it. It it's probably his most professional, and we'll, we'll use that word in quotes. Professional looking movie. It's lit. It's exposed. <laughs> the shots are kind of in focus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they broke the line a few times. It looks okay. There's sets. It, it's a student film. That's there, lit. There are sets. We're not going to qualify how good they are. They're just, but they are present. They made me made of foam core, not even cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> the wind blows too hard. Quick, sandbag the wall. But to be fair, uh, you know they uh, in 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 <laughs> when the movie opens up where he's like uh, he's in a play. You know, I forget the name of the play. Um, but uh, it, it shows the crowd and like it's raining outside and there's like buckets of water <laughs> sitting in yes. the seats. And there's this one guy on the far left of the crowd and he just has water just dripping on his face the whole time. <laughs> he, he's just not even bothered to get up. You know, they just they just, you know, these people are starved for entertainment. It makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect. That play looks fucking horrible. <laughs> it did. It did. Oh, when Sarah Jessica Parker comes down, she's like, hey, good. Like I brought you guys a dove for peace. It shit's crow, oh, man. This movie's Makes so funny. I wonder if if some of that is actually true, or was all that you know just written for you know just to have another gag? I you know I don't know. I did not uh, look too much into uh, Ed Wood's career before. But what's funny is that after that they all go and and they're at like a, a, a restaurant or like a, a bar or whatever that's lit really cool. Like uh, that scene looks really cool with all the silhouettes and everything. Uh, but they're getting the um, the review for their play, and I love how Sarah Jessica Parker's like, she's like, "Do I really have a face that looks like a horse?" Oh my god, bro! <laughs> god, she, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I thought Family Guy invented that. Yeah, has that been around like, forever? I guess yeah, so. It has. <laughs> I just couldn't believe she called it out. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, and I loved the line in the same scene. Where Ed Wood goes, <laughs> it's not an awful review. I've seen reviews where they don't even mention the costumes. <laughs> John Crowley himself praised its realism. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, first of all, it's a great point. But second of all, like I think it's it's so sweet. How like again, he's like such he's such an optimist. I think it's adorable. I do like a lot of Johnny Depp's like stupid like grins where he's just like looking into the camera and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that, that like hero shot of him like walking into the studio where he's holding that plant, you know, and he, and he kind of got this like low angle shot. and He's got this like goofy oh, yeah. grin and he's he's yeah. going through the actual studios, you know, all that. And he comes up. And he's like, oh, my God, there's real camels. Where did you <laughs> find real camels? Um <laughs> But one thing in that scene that really bugged me, like when he, like he, when he's walking into the studio, like right before the camel shot, uh, there's this like shot of this like some, these people on a crane and the cranes going up, you know. Oh, you, you remember that with the camera on it? When it gets to the top, it like they, they just kind of like land really hard and it kind of shakes the whole camera. I was like, ooh, those are not crane operators. <laughs> <laughs> what is Ed one directing that movie too? <laughs> I gotta go back and watch that. I, I totally missed. It's that. funny, man. It, it lands so hard, and the guy, the guy who's opping goes, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, 
you know, I, I, not, now that you brought that the shot up, especially that low angle win, uh, when he's walking to the studio with a plant, like, there are not a lot of moving shots. Like, the camera's pretty stationary uh, for a majority of the movie, now that I'm uh, thinking about it. I think of that one, and then I think there's one with him walking with Bella. Yeah. Bella Lugosi's, like, ta- he ends up, like, I don't know, who is it? He's, like, repeating the last monologue from the end of, like, Bride a Monster or something like that. That's such oh, an the- epic shot, too, because they oh, have a full yeah. conversation while they're walking. And then it lands so, so, like, perfectly, and he just does his thing. And that's, like, a like a two-minute-long shot, at least. Well, it looks... It, you're right, and it looks like he's on a stage because it has that like background that opens yeah, up that, that yeah. looks kind of like got the shell into it. It's got the little gargoyle face up there at the top, and it looks like he landed on a stage. Yeah, and then it's it gorgeous. cuts to the freaking people just standing there watching him. And they're like, yeah. "Oh, that was amazing! Oh god, that was amazing!" <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I thought that was kind of cool, man. You know, it, I guess he's like, you know, he's honing the, uh, the Edwardness of himself in his in his shots. Although I was listening to commentary and the, the writers were, they were really complaining about the film being shot in black and white. Really? It just makes sense. Well, they were just really worried about it. I think they originally like, we're going to make this for a million dollars. It was before uh, Tim Burton was like really involved. And, I, you know, I just, I think they were worried that it wasn't going to make any money because <laughs> the movie's about Ed Wood. And they were like, ah, man, you know, like only... Only like hardcore fans of his or cinephiles are gonna like actually go out and, and find this movie and watch it. And then when they got Johnny uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Tim Burton involved, that's when uh, the budget went up. Yeah, but they were so wrong. I just looked it up. Holy shit! It only made five point eight million dollars. Yeah, on a budget of eighteen. Holy shit! So yeah, it was. I think it's Tim Burton's first bomb. How did he ever direct another movie after that? Because <laughs> he's Tim Burton. <laughs> Yeah, he's Tim Burton. <laughs> he made Batman and Batman Returns. If this were only a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and he did Ed Wood before, and I think that was a pretty big hit, too, when that came out. I think that made around 40 or $50 million. Nobody thought you of it. You mean Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. That's right. Damn it. Fucking. Yeah. Too many. Uh, fuck it. What, 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 we casting Ed Johnny. Wood, Edward Scissorhands. Johnny Depp and all these Johnny's, Ed movies. It's Johnny's real name. You just don't know that. Um <laughs> <laughs> He's always going to be Edward. Didn't this come out the same year as that Charlie Chaplin movie? Uh, With uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, that no. That came out, no, I think, no, a little no. bit before. That was 92. Okay, yeah. never mind. This is around Shawshank. Well, I was just trying to figure out. I mean, I can see there are quite a... I, uh, in terms of audience reception, like, it is black and white. It is about Edward. Uh, and Tim Burton, even though he has a lot of wide appeal and a lot of fans, like he's kind of he's kind of out there. So I can see why it didn't make as much money as I don't know. I, I can see why it didn't make very much. But I was also curious if there are other factors like when it opened. It, it makes sense that it didn't, you know, it didn't do very well because it's about Ed Wood and it just makes sense that it would it bomb. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, the movie, the significant portion of it is about, you know, a guy who cross-dresses, and this is 1994, so... <laughs> How did Disney not have a problem with that? <laughs> yeah. Go figure that one, Cross-dressing right? and, and um, what's his name, just talking about becoming transgender, like, that, that felt like yeah. it was maybe ahead of its time. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see a 1994 date on it, because of the transgender conversation and how he wanted to go to Mexico for surgery. 
and like like all of that it just seemed very i mean i feel like that i wouldn't that would be something that i would see now not necessarily something that came out oh yeah however many years ago makes it feel very contemporary um but I like when they cut back and they're having like the rap party at, at the fucking like butcher, like where they're hanging meat. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's everybody's dancing and drinking around these like these like cow carcasses. But like <laughs> bunnies, bunny, they're like, hey, how, how was your trip to Mexico? And he's like, I was terrible. Got into a car wreck. He died. Doctor was <laughs> doctor was a quack. And then he's like, and he turns around to like this like mariachi band. And he's like, if it wasn't for these men, yeah. I don't know how I would have survived. <laughs> I love <laughs> like, how they just leave that. There's no explanation. There's nothing. They don't talk about it further. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. And they're just all like, "See, <laughs> that's the best deleted scene." There's a there's a deleted scene. I have no idea where it would go in the movie, but it's Bill Murray. He's walking around that meatpacking plant, and the mariachi bands following him, and he's singing "Casera uh, <laughs> Sera." I have to go oh see my that. God. <laughs> it is so funny. I'm like, man, why did you guys not? You guys should have left that in the movie. I'm like, fucking made that the trailer. Like, damn, that's great. Because it was over two hours already. <laughs> you know, it was over two hours. I didn't feel the runtime, though. Not once. No, the movie's, like, paced really well. And it just keeps moving. And it's just entertaining. It's a, it's extremely entertaining. Yeah. I, I was a little worried when, like, when Bella Lugosi's character dies in the movie. It it almost feels like it's getting ready to like slow down, but then they bring up the the Plan Nine and and they get that going so quick that you really don't have a, a like a chance to miss Martin Landau like being absent from the movie. And it also that gives it a chance to give it a little more heart, like you know, you, there's yeah. you get that big that big pump, you know, where he, he's making it for Bella, you know, and you see that whole thing about you know with him shooting outside of his house with the flower and all that. You know that, that's that's such that's such great imagery, and it's really interesting that uh, they didn't shoot that. I, I went back and watched that the real scene that that was that that was from. Oh yeah, and it's not it's not the same, which is interesting. They 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 took a lot of liberties. I mean, it, it, the generalness of it's the same, but the the location doesn't look the same, and what he does isn't exactly the same. It's kind of interesting. It makes me wonder how much is actually different when they shoot these particular scenes that are there. I mean, most of them are pretty close. I mean, you know, they do take liberties with them, but I mean. You kind of want to, especially like when he's talking about like, oh, I see the flower and it's 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 life. I'm taking a moment. I'm not in a rush. I'm slowing down. It's just I don't know that that is a good moment, man. It's excellent, and I like how they uh, you know, <laughs> uh, there's these like quintessential scene, scenes that well, shit. If you skim through Plan Nine, all the scenes pretty much look the same. They're like you know standing <laughs> in front of curtains. They're standing standing in front of a blue sky that you can see the seams in. You know, <laughs> all this shit. <laughs> But like they, you get to see those scenes in the movie. But you, you sometimes they do this really cool thing where they're like, you know, on the other side of the actors looking back toward the, you know, toward the director and the camera and all that. And, yeah. and then you you see that that point of view, but you see him over there and he's like mouthing the words with him. Oh you my know, god, he, he, I love every single that. time he was mouthing the words. Every time and he's so locked in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my work's coming to life. These actors are breathing life. Into my movie. <laughs> oh, man. Just like Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh. Fuck Karloff! <laughs> he doesn't deserve to. What did he say? He deserved to, like, smell my shit or something? He doesn't deserve to smell my shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I Like, I want to know if that was real. Uh, I did not have a chance to look that up. I would, you know, to Bella what, the, Lugosi like, and Karloff hate each other? Oh, definitely. Definitely. They, were, they, they had a, a whole feud going on for a long time. But they also did stuff together. 
Yeah, they made a shit ton of movies back in back in the day, man. I prefer Frankenstein over Dracula, though. It's a better movie. Have you guys seen Dracula recently with Bela Lugosi? No. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man, it's hard to get through. It is fucking slow. Most movies from that era are. But I was also like, you know, I was thinking that he was putting that accent on for those movies, but that, apparently that's the way he talks, right? Yeah. That's just crazy. So, like, he he's the reason that that, that we think that, oh, blood, yes, oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> I want, I want to suck your blood. Are you saying uh, Bela Lugosi's uh, responsible for Euro trash accents on vampires? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, at least letting everybody in the world think that, you know, that, that that's the way all vampires, like, you know, especially Count Chocula. <laughs> Count, Chocula Count Chocula would not have. That accent, if it wasn't for Bella Lugosi. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> or the count. Von, two, three, Damn. four. Ah, look at that, man. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Beware. Beware. <laughs> the trailer is coming. <laughs> Beware. <laughs> oh, look at that. That was a nice segue. <laughs> And on that note, guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for Ed Wood. Tim Burton's Ed Wood. We'll be back. Tim Burton, director of Batman, Beetlejuice, and Edward Scissorhands, now takes you to a completely different world. The true story of a Hollywood legend, Ed Wood. And action! He made movies like no one else. You want to keep moving. You've got to get through that door. Ah! Perfect. Do you know anything about film production? Well, I'd like to think so. He had an eye for talent. I met Bella Lugosi. Well, I thought he was dead. This is the most uncomfortable coffin I've ever been in. No, he's very much alive. <laughs> you flying saucer? He had a passion for storytelling. Get me transvestites. I need transvestites. You're flashy. They want that. Okay. But they want professionalism. So Nick Sandinelli without losing naivete. What kind of a movie is this? It's science fiction. A heartbreaking romance. Brave robbers from outer space. Brave robbers from what? And he had a secret he couldn't hide. I like to dress in women's clothing. Panties, sweaters, pumps. It's just something I do. You don't like sex with girls? No, I love sex with girls. Wearing their clothes makes me feel closer to them. How can you act so casual when you're dressed like that? All right, everybody, let's finish this picture. Touchstone Pictures presents Johnny Depp. Martin Landau, Sarah Jessica Parker, Patricia Arquette, and Bill Murray in the true story of an unforgettable filmmaker. We're making another movie. I got the Church of Beverly Hills to put up the cash. How do you get all your friends to get baptized just so you can make a monster movie? And his legacy that will live forever. How do you burn this off? Shake his legs around. Looks like he's killing This is the one. This is the one I'll be remembered for. Ed Wood, a Tim Burton film. Really? Worst film you ever saw. Well, my next one will be better. Hello? And we're back. That was the trailer for Tim Burton's Ed Wood. Oh, man. Okay, so my life philosophy of not knowing anything about a movie before going into it failed me on this one. Uh, oh, really? I, I I would have been better off having at least watched the trailer or knowing who the fuck Edward was, <laughs> <laughs> or or literally anything about this movie. I I probably would have appreciated it more. 
it's I mean, I feel like when you go into it not knowing anything about it, it's just like shocking twists and turns with every scene. Because if you yeah, if you don't know anything about it, you're like I don't know, I think it's a fun surprise. You're always entertained. I mean that's true. It was definitely a uh, it was a roller coaster because it was like all right, cool. It's a it's a Hollywood movie. They're about a producer, director, writer guy. Cool. Oh no, he's a uh, he's also a transvestite, but he's not gay. Okay, well this is interesting. Where are they going to go with this? And oh look, there's Bill Murray who's also very gay and cool. And then oh no, it's not about any of those things at all. That's just part of his character. Where's where the fuck is this movie going? That was the first forty minutes of, of my watching. You just have to let it go, man. Just go with the flow and just let the story take you where it goes. You Honestly, can't. like I, f- I feel like this movie you have to watch a couple times. Or maybe not have to watch, but I, I appreciated it more skimming through it a second time to kind of listen to some of the commentary. But but knowing where it was going and what, what the whole thing, like what was happening, it, it made me appreciate it a little bit more, like seeing it again. So, Jared, are you the only one that skimmed through Plan 9? Did did he- Anybody else watch I Plan 9 from no, Outer Space? I see it. Did not watch it. Yeah, I, I think that adds a little to the movie. Um, I could see that. Yeah, yeah that and the, the Bride of the Monster. You know, it's, I don't know, you, you get some references and uh, some of the comedy. Uh, you feel more in on it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely felt reference heavy, like like the people who at least wrote it and some maybe some of like the subtle visuals. Yeah, very reference heavy of like, oh, if you've seen this, if you if you grew up with Ed Wood, like if you watched his movies when you were a kid in the middle of nowhere going to drive-ins with your dad every week, then this is going to be freaking delightful. That um that trailer reminded me um who told Vampira that those eyebrows were the thing? <laughs> what do you mean, man? She shaved her eyebrows and then drew them on like Three they're inches like, taller than they like, needed to they're be. Like, they go like way up here, and then like way down here. Like, I, I looked up, <laughs> I looked up the That's original. Look. Uh, look at the original, uh, like uh, actual person, and hers were a little less. So maybe these were just like you know really exaggerated for this. But uh, <laughs> it, this <laughs> it looks ridiculous. <laughs> I do like the original vampire eyebrows better, but that being said. I mean, both sets are ridiculous. I think that's the point. Everything was emphasized for effect. I love her title card at the end, too, where she (laughs) mentions that she tried to sue uh, Elvira. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, because... Yeah, you, yeah. You, you can't have a big-breasted, uh, you know, horror talk show host. That, that whoa! <laughs> listen, yeah, listen. Pretty much look the same. I mean, it's the same. Tits and eyebrows same. is my deal. Okay, you can't have it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's I was a little ridiculous. Yeah, I was su- I, they did have very similar looks. I can see it. I, I mean, if she had a better lawyer, it could have gone through. Vampira, va- vampira, 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 vampira. Uh, you know, she's in black and white, so we couldn't really see, but like she actually has these long red nails. So it's like weird. It's like all black, white skin, giant crazy eyebrows, red lipstick, six inch red nails. <laughs> 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 Insanity. Uh but the um the um version of Plan Nine that I watched was a colorized, so it was like Ted Turner got a hold of it. And uh Ugh. it it got like really bad in places because there uh there was like so much smoke. 
so it wasn't able to like really pick out the colors at times. <laughs> so when she's coming through the uh, like the the <laughs> all the branches that are wiggling and all that, and she's coming through with all the smoke, you can just see a blurry red thing on her mouth <laughs> and then, like these weird like <laughs> these long red fingernails. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. She has red fingernails, and I did some research, and yeah, so. Yeah, the colorized version's not the version. So they actually, I don't know, it may add something to it. <laughs> to <make> it... <laughs> why would you colorize that fucking movie, man? Like, why Why would you ever waste your fucking time? Because you gotta, like, you know, we're colorizing classics, and that's a classic. Yeah, I guess it's a classic of sorts. It's like watching, you know, of Night, sorts. Night of the Living Dead. It's, Whoa, it's, it's like you the room. the fuck up, son. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a colorized version of that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, they, their rights went into public domain, so. People could do what they want. Yeah, you can do whatever you fucking want to. Night of the Living Dead. Nobody gonna sue you. No. The thing that blew, blew my mind, man, when I was going through the credits, did you guys realize Danny fucking Elfman did not do this score? It was Howard That's Shore. Correct. Yes. First Danny Elfman movie. Wow. Or first, first non-Danny Elfman, Christ. Tim Burton collaboration in, what, five movies? Something like that? Which is good though. I think it's good. That's that's why this one feels a little different because it didn't have that feeling. Nah, dude. Uh, I thought it straight up sounded like Elfman. Did it? Honestly, I it's so. probably why it bombed. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's because it was tied to Ed Wood is why it bombed. Um, but did did Howard Shore do Goonies? Uh, did he? I always know him from the Cronenberg movies and, uh, of course, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is where yeah my brain goes when I because, hear it. Because, sure, sure. yeah, totally. But there's a one part of the score that sounds just like Goonies in this. I don't think he did Goonies, though. But I'm going to look it up real quick because I don't know. And we just covered that. We just talked about that not too long ago. I feel like we should. I know. I thought you had every uh, composer he memorized. Could've, he could have <laughs> lifted it from the Goonies. Or what do they call it? Like remixing or whatever? Dave Grusin did the Goonies. It he was just like sample. the... Do- it was like a sample. Doo, doo, yeah, doo, sample. Doo. He sampled the Goonies. It was just one moment where it's it's kind of going bum 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 bum, but slower. Uh, kind of just yeah. like some notes, and um, there could be a little bit of inspiration in there for sure. Sample yeah, is it, the word to yeah. use legally. And just think about when when uh, when they go and and see One Eyed Willie for the first time, and, and and like he's in there by himself, and it's that it's that little thing that's happening. It, yeah, he right did there. not do the Goonies. Anyways. <laughs> Next time you watch Ed Wood on your every four-year anniversary, um, <laughs> check that out. The, the Wood anniversary? Yeah. Get Wood every four I years. See, I see what you did there, Jared. Every four years? Hey, man. Marriage is, you know. <laughs> every fourth year of your marriage. It's, your a little marriage. it's like a, a butterfly coming out of a cocoon. <laughs> it's a cycle. It's you know it, it, every four years. You know it's coming up on our fourth year, Alice. <laughs> every four years, my huge wing comes out to feed. And, oh, whoa, sorry. it's time to it's time to break out the Ed Wood. There's there's a reason the marriages don't last more than five years because you keep doing Ed Wood every fourth year. Ah, that four year cycle's hard. <laughs> I got nothing for that. Mold yeah, mind. let's move on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the recurring joke tonight. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> like we were just talking about uh, Vampira, and that there's a scene where um, Bella Lugosi and Ed Wood are like sitting on the couch watching TV together. 
and like uh and bella like he, he like starts to do is like he's trying to like trance vampire through the tv and he's got his hands up <laughs> and he's like he's like, and, and looks at he's like you know, wait wait like how does he do that like no he's, he's like my like, gosh bella how do you do that and he's like you must you be, must be double, double jointed, jointed. <laughs> and you must be hungarian it's so fucking funny <laughs> That's the best thing to do with a with a famous person is just you know hang out and treat them like a real person and then they come out. <laughs> that is, their that true is true. That is true. And it's just crazy. I wonder if uh, if the real Lugosi actually like made himself look like a vampire the uh, the entire time. And did they bury him dressed like fucking? <laughs> I yeah, I think that is true. <laughs> the only thing he was I, missing was that giant medallion, you know, the the, the Nambala fucking stone or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, heart of the, okay. the heart of a Dambala, yeah. <laughs> I do love that that his introduction and his outro are it's all coffins. Like you see him for the first time in a coffin, and then yeah. he dies and he's in a coffin. It was a very nice like bookend kind of experience <laughs> for a legend of a character. This is the most uncomfortable coffin I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why does that matter? You had to live in it for like six weeks. Fuck you. You ever, you, anybody ever been in a coffin? No, no, can't say I have. I uh, I shot this I'm, thing. Uh, I'm dying to get in one though. Oh no, you're not. <laughs> oh, wait, but, yeah, um, you are. Oh shit, uh, they're not comfortable at all, man. I um, <laughs> I shot this thing at this thing called Goliath Caskets, where they make caskets for like really fat people. Uh, like you know. <laughs> wait, and they're not comfortable. I just got the name. <laughs> oh, Brian Spectick was a hundred percent worth it. But uh, I like you know people so big that like you know you got to buy two you know like two airplane seats. Oh, you got to buy like yeah. two yeah two graves. But um, I think that would be comfortable. No, the, what I'm saying is is like when they just have there's no like mattress really. Like when you when you just go in there and you push down, it's hard. And then they they make it where it's got this crank on one side, so you it'll raise the the you know, the, the torso part of the body up. Mm. And so it's kind of at an angle and they can kind of crank that and like get that position just right for the body. So it sits up in there. That's how, when you go up and you look at them, they're kind of like raised up a little bit. Uh, but hmm. it's, it, there's no like padding really. It's just, it's all hard. Why would it's, you it's need just, padding? You're dead, right? I'm just saying it's not comfortable, <laughs> but presumably you're dead. Look, when I die, I want the plush, you know, I want to be like, I want it to be like a padded room all the way around. <laughs> Jared will die in a padded room. Got wow. I, I will. I will probably <laughs> die in a padded room. I will commit myself. <laughs> they're like, what for? And I'm like, I've been doing this movie crew podcast for 20 fucking years. <laughs> all right. I'm going to completely change the subject. Can we talk about how? All right. So so I think the moment for me that I uh, that I fell in love with this movie was when I realized that Glenn Glenda from the Chucky movies was a oh. complete and total ripoff oh, reference. Holy shit. To Glenn or Glenda Edwards yep. movie. You just blew my fucking mind, Griggsy. What? Wait, you didn't. For real? Obviously, I get it now. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't. It didn't come to my mind whilst watching the film. Uh, well, as soon as they said the name, like Glenn or Glenda, all I could like Kristen saying Glenn Glenda, Glenn Glenda, Glenn Glenda, like four times. When we did that podcast, what, like it just popped back in my brain, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is, the, yeah." Apparently, the entire Chucky movie. Yeah, because I didn't get that was... until like just now, but I'm glad that I was really? able to help you. 
Well, I mean, yeah, the whole cross-dressing like doesn't doesn't like sort of transvestite, sort of maybe wants to become a different gender, but is also gender non-binary, but likes girls. Like, it's I very interesting. Very oh, interesting I love sex little, with women. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Eddie Izzard That's says so that he, you know, he he says he's like male lesbian. You know, he just likes dressing up as women. You know, he's like male tomboy. Um, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Just it just because, makes me feel comfortable. Look, I mean, I, I I can't speak extensively on this. I I don't I don't have the qualifications. I don't know what those would be, but I don't have them. Um, but <laughs> it seems to me that there are a number of men who enjoy wearing women's clothing, and ha- at least according to them, don't have any interest in like you know wanting to be transgender or. Uh, any of that they just like 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 edward said like oh i just like wearing the clothing <laughs> he kind of blamed it on his mom which i found in- interesting instead of just well, saying that it's a thing he's like well you know my mom used to dress me up in girly clothes interestingly enough i everyone i know that uh, all the men that i know that say that they enjoy wearing women's clothing and have none of the other like you know trans they look they're not transgender <laughs> according to them whatever i don't know i don't whatever however it's described um, yeah, no, they all blame it on their moms too. So. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause that, that felt like a, a little bit of a throwaway line. Like they, okay, they have to throw that in there to, to kind justify. of appease the studio and like, yeah. oh, it's, it's not an actual thing. No, like I think it was based off of his childhood uh, trauma, but that makes more sense that yeah. his wife, I think, uh, actually came out and said that the last woman he was married to, I for, forget what her name was. I think it was Kathy or something like that. Um, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. She came out in interviews and was like, yeah, his, that, what his mom did. Damn, she wanted a girl. You know, he just liked to look pretty, <laughs> man. You know? I, I, I love the shot where, like, you know, he gives her the this, this script to read. And, he's, and she's like, okay, cool, I'll read it later. He's like, no, 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 you go in the other room and you fucking read my script right now. <laughs> and then he's like, like being forced right, to read your I'm script. too stressed and anxious, so I'm going to so put on all the clothes. So <laughs> needy. Like, come on, dude. Chill out. Yeah, he was kind of needy. I did really enjoy the scene with him and Patricia Arquette, though, like, when they're they're at the the theme park or whatever, and they're going through the scary thing, and he's like, "All right, fuck it, I'm gonna like my last relationship was just fucked because I wasn't truthful, so I'm gonna just tell you right now, like I don't do this on a first date." And man, the way Patricia Arquette just delivers her, like, okay, like she's just so she's so like soft and accepting, but also like quite like she she just puts so much emotion into those those two, okay. That I just thought it was a it was a really really great line read. It was a great moment between the two of them. I, I felt like that that kind of solidified something for Edward's character, and then also like told us a lot about their relationship, all in like just two two words. That, that was really really well played. Kristen, as our relationship observationalist, how would you describe <laughs> uh, the relationships between Edward and his first girlfriend, Sarah Jessica Parker, and then? Uh, were they married? No, they married? girlfriend. No. Girlfriend. Yeah. They were just girlfriends. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were girlfriends. <laughs> uh, they were both girlfriends, <laughs> yes. That's what I said. <laughs> so uh, are, are these healthy relationships? So obviously the first one was not a healthy relationship in this sense. Although I did enjoy it. I Like with Sarah Jessica Parker, I thought she, was, she did a great job. And even yep. dealing with the strife because he just kind of threw it at her and she like she dealt with it 
<laughs> all my sweaters. Pretty all well. my fucking sweaters. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I even I actually really appreciated the line where she was like, you didn't even talk to me. She's like, you just put this out in a script and now everyone's going to see it. And he was like, well, yeah. And like, I... <laughs> This I is after her, like, pissed. opening line where she's like, have you seen my sweater? Like, I don't know where that I went. love that shot, like, though. And he's just, like, He turns to the camera and it's so like, close. No, I don't know. I know, and I'm like, god damn, he's young. <laughs> he is really young in this. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I, I actually really enjoyed their relationship. Uh, and I think that they both tried as much as they could, but they were obviously a mismatch. mismatch. Um, and then with the second relationship... I don't know because she just seemed kind of dumb and like went along with everything he said. And so is that love? I mean, maybe I think this is the closest that will come to love and I'll allow it. I'll give it a pass as you guys want me to do. I'll give this one a pass because maybe she's just like dumb, but maybe she was like very accepting and very open and also did not have any thoughts. And that's also great. Like, you know, I mean, regardless of what was going on intellectually, um, she was very accepting of him, and I appreciated that, and I think he did too, obviously. Yeah, their relationship is really underdeveloped. Um, yeah, like especially that's, compared that's to, a great word. Yeah, <laughs> compared to like uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, and her character gets so much time to shine. And it's weird they made him look the same, and that he makes himself look like them when he becomes his... Wait, know, did he? Because I thought he had the same look. Every time he dressed up as no, them. I'm just saying, but, like but like he, he tends to make himself look like his 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 girlfriends, or yeah. or he has a look that he particularly enjoys for himself, and that's where he leans towards for the women that he's attracted to. He steals his girlfriend's clothes, so he automatically looks like his girlfriend no matter what. There he we go. Gets the blonde wig. Well, that plus he has that blonde wig that also happens to look yeah, like both the of their hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> Again, re- it's very yeah, popular at the time. Like, but if if that's if that's the look that he's he's attracted to, and he he happens to find two women who somehow decide to accept him, in varying degrees of that acceptance. Yeah, actually, that's a really interesting point. Is he dressing like these women because that's just what he has access to, or is he dressing to these like these women because that's how he wants to be? Typically, we pick partners who, you know, mirror us in some way. And so is he kind of taking it? I don't know. Actually, that's kind of interesting. If you look at it like that in terms of, of mirroring, like why why the second girlfriend just doesn't have any substance, really. Does he just not need that? Like, is that is he in his life where he just needs people to accept him and like nod dumbly like he does? And, you know, like the pet thing where like there's there's just not I mean. There's not, there's not much going on, but like, like, like what, like what's, what, what's going on there? I don't know. I don't know. From the, from their very first introduction, like she, they meet in a mental hospital. They're, they're both there to support someone else, which like implies for her character that she's a very supportive person. She's knitted her dad, like 20 pairs of socks or whatever. <laughs> and then, and then she knits one for Bella yeah, and black. like, he's, he's like, I'm in. Yes. To match his cool. cape. <laughs> oh man, that was awesome. I like it. I, I feel like that that for the lack of their development as a relationship, like there's a lot of implications on her character. Like she's a supportive person already. She cares. She puts in time and energy. And then 
she cares about things that Ed cares about. And then she's later, like, like I said earlier, she's, she's painting his freaking props for his movies. Like, well, she doesn't ask a lot of questions. I think when you have somebody like Sarah Jessica Parker's character who is very ambitious on her own and wants yeah. to do things on her yeah. own. And then that doesn't support that kind of person doesn't support you. I mean, I can easily see a, a, a man who is not, it's, it's, it's interesting because Edward has ambitions though, but like, I don't, it's interesting because I can see him going from someone who's like a very strong character, like Sarah Jessica Parker was to someone like, uh, the second girlfriend, uh, Patricia Arquette, Patricia Arquette yeah. who is just kind of nods and smiles and supports him. And it's like the second wife, you know, she just, she doesn't have any opinions or do anything. She just tells you how great you are. And sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> that's what I need. <laughs> that's right. Jared needs a second wife i mean i don't i don't i don't know i'm basing all this off of movies so like i could totally be like off here but this is what i see in the movies well in in this in this movie like uh dolores uh sarah jessica parker in real life was that his girlfriend because i just in your texts um in our group thread there i sent you the real photos of ed wood and glenda glenn or glenda and that particular scene, not as where, handsome as uh, Johnny Depp, not as handsome as Johnny Depp, but like that. Um, Who is? Let's be honest. At the uh, <laughs> um, the last shots there, or, or when you know the end of, of the of the movie or whatever, when when she like you know believes in him and she kind of gives him her, you know, she passes the torch on to him, saying, "Yes, I I, I accept you." Uh, but it's interesting that, that that if that if that is while they're dating, it's just a really interesting scene to see the actual real one there. I don't know what he's talking about, but also I'm going to go off on that anyway. (laughs) Yeah, sure. No, I actually, I, the scene where, yeah, she takes off her sweater and hands it to him. And it's like, I support you or whatever the fuck she says. Um, It's obviously a scene in the movie that he wrote and she goes along with it. And she even says that at some point, like I went along with this for as long as I could. She's like, I, I don't think she has any ill will towards him. I just, this is not how she wants to live her life. Yeah, and she I don't know. does. She does call them freaks, and I don't know. She she is kind of a she. She got some moments where she turns bitchy, you know. Yeah, like, totally. Where she's no, not she has some moments. She has some moments where she's she's hit the end of her ability to continue to be just supportive, and she's she's expressing all the frustration and anger that she's probably felt for a long time, but never felt the freedom to say while trying to maintain some semblance of a healthy relationship but also she's also like working for him as his actress too so there's also that dynamic that is yeah that's true now this is this is one thing that i reading some of the onlines um apparently she actually left him because he was an alcoholic and that was not portrayed in the movie at all no um and was part of her frustration with the way the movie kind of portrayed her was was that she's like i didn't leave him because he wore women's clothing and the warm because he was a dick and was an alcoholic well no she she left him (laughs) uh, because he recast her they even show it in the movie with right. Florida yeah. King, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I saw this woman th- can pay for the movie, so I'm going to put her in your role. Why didn't you just? That was a great scene. That by was the way. great. I, I love that whole. That was she's throwing shit at him. Great. Just like how you don't have that much in your apartment in the first place, let alone money to replace any of these things, and you're just throwing it all at him. 
It's totally bare walls in that place. <laughs> well, he's got that yeah. Dracula poster and the Citizen Kane poster up in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when she throws the pan at him and like uh, you see him, it's like the door swings, he gets he falls down, he gets he gets hit with the pan, and then the next scene it cuts and he's got the ice pack on top of his head. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so good. It's a great moment. No, I think she's uh... Man, I would be so pissed if I was dating somebody who not only aired all of our relationship issues in his like work, but also was like, honey, I met somebody at a bar and she has your part now. I'm so sorry. Like, Oh, my God. <laughs> Especially because she like wrote it. She had like a hand in like making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, she specifically said, like, you wrote this for me. Right, yeah. It was like, it was part yeah. of it was her. You know, and Why didn't you just tell her you wrote it for your girlfriend? Well, I mean, I get that he wanted 60 grand. Like, I get that. I do get that. But then, like, she didn't even have the money. It was just a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Juliet Lindau was so great in that freaking character, man. <laughs> Uh, when when Bunny was like sitting there, <laughs> and like he he was talking about uh, he has to take action, and he's like goodbye penis. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> I, I really love the reaction to the dude sitting next to him. <laughs> he looks over and he's like, holy shit! Um, every time Bill Murray's on the screen in this movie, he just fucking lights up, man. He's so excellent. Like like yes. his, his baptism scene. Oh, dude, I love it when he holds his nose. How did you get all of your friends <laughs> to get baptized? Just to make a monster movie. It's a supernatural thriller. <laughs> Do you reject Satan and all of his evils? Sure. Sure. Of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? I mean, come on. Wait, what were you saying? Okay, I just got the pictures. So. Oh, no, no. Okay. Oh, wow. Did those just finally come through? <laughs> yes, they did. Just oh, now. sorry. My internet, dude. Anyways, no, what I was just saying, it's just interesting to see uh, their, like, if that's their relationship, then I found that scene in the movie to be so poignant. Uh, and then to see the real people in that. She looks so pissed. She, she does look so pissed. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. I, I want to see that original scene because there's there's a part where Sarah Jessica Parker, like she leans back. Like she it's it's her time to to say that final bit where she, you know, stands up and all that. Uh, and she like leans back in the chair and goes all the way back and then like has this moment of like reflection and then like comes into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's why it hit so hard. So just actually finding those frames. Hmm. Where did these pictures come from? Because, like, they they completely ripped it from in in the movie. What, was this in another? Was this a scene from another film that it's that from Glenn did? and it's from Glenn, Glenn and Glenda? Glenda. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. from Glenn and Glenda. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. That, that's yeah. the actual Ed Wood and Dolores, whatever her name oh, is, Fuller. Right. No, I I got that, but I didn't realize like he actually put that particular scene into his movie. Like, that's... well, they, they were shooting it. That's why he was at yeah. the end. He was like, he was like, roll and cut. Oh no, man! All that stuff, like, dude, even the bride of the bride of the monster, where like they have the fucking terrible octopus. Like, yeah, yeah. You guys need to watch that movie so you can see the really shitty stock footage of the of the octopus and how it is intercut with the people on land. It makes no goddamn sense, dude. They call out. Uh, they call out in Plan Nine that like how when the police are going, it's it's daylight, but when they show up to the cemetery, it's night. That's exactly like that. And fucking play. I was like, holy shit! They completely called that out. <laughs> yeah. And then and then like the damn set's so shitty. They're walking through that graveyard and all of it's like cardboard fucking headstones <sighs> and all the damn twigs and shit are, are wiggling. It's and, like just waving in the yeah, air like while they're walking past it. It's fucking insanity. 
<laughs> and and like the the crypt, you can see the hinges on the door to the fucking crypt <laughs> that is obviously made out of fucking particle board. Like <laughs> and like it's like a clown car crypt. The crypt is like the size of a fucking like a big doghouse, and like eight people come out of it. Like what the fuck is happening? And the, like the, the sky backdrop is like it's got wrinkles all in it. Yeah, it does, and it's so close to them. Like <laughs> it's like oh my gosh. I don't know. It's terrible. Like I said, it's just a really bad. Uh, it's it's a decent student film, but uh, this one actually had Orson Welles in it, which was actually really cool. I like that Orson. We Welles haven't scene. even talked about that at all. Vincent yeah, man. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, lit fucking really well. D'Onofrio man. Terrible ADR. Uh, Terrible because, ADR. Because Tim Burton apparently didn't like Vincent's uh, actual line delivery, so he had uh, Maurice LaMarche redo it. And the second he opened his mouth, I was like, holy shit, the brain is fucking talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, who is this? I, I recognize the voice, but I don't know who it is, and I had to look it up. And He does do the best Orson Welles. Maurice LaMarche. Um, but like, how crazy would it be to be an actor? And then they're like, yeah, we don't like your voice. <laughs> We're just going to uh, completely dub out your performance. Hello, Ray Park in Star Wars. <laughs> I think there's that's usually different. more to it also. That's, that's like, different, Griggs. We don't like, it's not just yeah, your voice. Fine. It's like you. So like, we'll just get yeah. rid of you. Yeah. It's not like you're wearing a fucking mask, you know, and you're just, you know. Well, now we can replace people's faces. So it works out really yes. well. <laughs> Which we need to do more of, right? Brian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do more of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not disrespectful at all. Although I guess uh, people accused, uh, you know, Ed Wood of kind of profiting off of um, Bella Lugosi, especially when Plan 9 came out, because, you know, like the actual piece of footage in the movie <laughs> of Bella Lugosi, there's, there's only like, like two shots in the beginning, really. And then the rest of the time they just cover his face. Yeah, he, he's at he's at like a grave. Like, yeah. uh, there's like a little scene there, and then just at the house. That's like Heath Ledger's last film, and they were like, "We'll just pretend that he morphs into like Jared Leto." Dude, they <laughs> right. were so fucking lucky that they shot pretty much everything outside the mirror, and then they show him go in, and then you know yes. so when he goes in, he's different. Yes. Like it, it makes sense, but like the f- they're so fucking oh my lucky. God. Watching that movie was that that's a whole different conversation, but goddamn, yeah, no, they could not have filmed that in a better way to be able to, yeah, no, he's we, we don't have him for another one, so let's just make him four other people. Johnny Depp was in that too, right? I think so. Was it was he one of the doctors? I don't know, it was him, know, Colin actually. Farrell, and who was the maybe. other one? Was it Jude Law? Oh. Maybe. Well, now you're making me question. Yeah, I can't remember. Hold yeah, on, I haven't hold seen on. The Imaginarium, Dr. Parnassus. Dr. Parnassus was consistent, but everyone else was, yeah. And now everybody's on IMDb. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Johnny Depp, Jude Law, and then Colin Farrell. All right, okay. Those are the, the three different Heath Ledger stand-ins. Holy shit, man. Terry Gilliam's worked with some badass motherfuckers, man. Oh, let me call yeah, up Johnny Depp and yeah, uh, Colin Farrell. He's He's got that clout. He, he can get anybody because everybody loves the shit he does. Fucking Christopher Plummer. He just can't get funding Dude. for a fucking movie? R.I.P. <laughs> well, you know, that's just how yeah. it works these days. Yeah. Oh, I just saw in my notes another great um, another great bunny quote. It's when they're all in church and he leans over and he's like, oh, he doesn't look like him. And they're like, oh, yeah, with the cover of his face. Oh, yeah. And then Bunny goes, let's hear you call Boris Karloff a <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment. 
man. We're in church. He just wants to hear it because, you know, they love their friend. And their friend's like, your boy's called a cocksucker. <laughs> oh, man. I just love that that guy's a fucking, like, chiropractor. Like, here, let me fix your neck and then apparently be in your movie. That's Twice. cool, though. Yeah, that's really cool, man. That's, that's just how, how you get shit. That's, that's how the yeah. low-budget shit yeah. works. <laughs> Apparently, uh, his se- the second movie that he was in, he actually got to show his face. So that's super hey. fun. Unlike Wilson from uh, <laughs> Home Improvement. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> only like seven seasons. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was up with the Bride of the Monster premiere? Why, are, why was everybody losing their fucking shit inside that? Was that real? Uh, okay, that what thank happened? you for asking that, because I didn't understand that at all. It was just like everyone was fucking pissed. Was <laughs> yeah, like, they were waiting for the was movie. Was the movie that bad? They were waiting or for the, the movie, movie to start. started yet, and so they were pissed that it didn't start. Was he like it was super like 10 late? minutes late? Yeah. Like, what's, what's going on? I mean, yeah, they, they make a big deal out of it. Like, when they pull up, there's, like, nobody out there. And, like, uh, the whole thing is, like, you think the theater's going to be completely empty, and they walk in, and it's like a bunch of like little kids. And it doesn't make sense that there's that many people inside the theater, but there's no, there's like all this parking on the street. <laughs> yeah, and then like like eight Rockstar people to, come, to to just rip his fucking car apart in the ten minutes or the they four work in minutes that they're in the groups, damn theater. Like what the hell? People were really yeah, hard but up okay, for they, they didn't explain that at all. Like, like, it, okay, had they seen some of the movie and they were pissed that they paid money for it? Yeah. Sure, that How would make sense. How did the hype get out? He was a nobody. Uh, like, there was no one outside the theater, but the theater was full, and they all apparently had like a shit ton of popcorn that they either didn't pay for or, or <laughs> wasn't right. good, so they were cool with throwing it. Hold on, as someone who has gone to a lot of movie premieres. No, 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 no. You don't need to. Even even when they're like done by famous Listen, people. No, it's humble not. Brag. No, that's where I was going with this. It's like it, they're not. It's not like a big deal. Like like everyone. I feel like we have this idea of movie premieres and everyone dresses up in like these like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. super like fancy gowns that cost Red like carpet. 50. Right. But like, I mean, I don't know. At least the ones that I've been to are, have been like very like there was no brawls but like that would have been more entertaining than like some of the movies i've seen <laughs> like i mean it's not hard especially if you're in like new york or la to be like hey who wants to come to a movie premiere uh like everyone everyone goes it's not it's not a really big deal i don't think it's a big deal it's just like a thursday night yeah a exactly night. yeah exactly Another movie premiere fuck it and so like i get like if the movie was like shitty like and someone like yelled that and someone else yelled hey like i don't know yelled something back like i could see how a brawl would break out that's all i'm that's all i'm going with this like i could see how a brawl would break out within an ed an ed, ed, ed wood movie Again, this is this is one of the points where I I've just felt so completely out of the water, like not having any idea what was going on. Like, well, this is his first fucking movie premiere. This is the beginning of the thing, and it's just immediately reviled. Like, as someone who n- didn't know anything going into it, I did, just didn't feel like there was enough explanation for me to also buy into the fact that people were like throwing shit at him. You know, I didn't know anything about it, so I could be totally wrong. But when I was watching this movie um, and seeing the behind the scenes and him making the movie, like, yeah, I could I could see like people throwing shit at him when he walked in the movie. Like, that's like, I don't know that I'd really want to watch one of his movies. Yeah, and the audience is all little kids though too. I mean, you look at them; they're it's almost no, they're all like little... teenagers, like like seventeen, Maybe like nineteen. Some of them are, but some of them are smaller, man. I mean. And there's mostly dudes up in this audience. <laughs> yeah, like yep. little kids. Yeah, that's like, fair. I mean, like 
yeah, who's going to come see a Lugosi movie? But again, like, had they been like, oh, you know, they're halfway into the movie, you got here late, but they've they've already started they said that. it. Like that, no, they they didn't. They yes, said, they did. We've been waiting and, for you. And it, yeah, and in the, and you can see like that little weird uh, swooshy p- pattern thing they're projecting on the screen, and like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I was fine. Wait, with so it. that was supposed to be in the middle of the movie because that did not. No, read that to me at no, all. it was no. The movie hadn't started yet. Yeah. It was, yeah, that's th- but that's what I'm saying. Like, had they said like, "Oh, you're super late. They've already started the movie, and the people are watching it." Well, would have made sense to walk into a theater of people being pissed. But he, they, they, they said, "We've been waiting, waiting for yeah. you," and they're they're like th- the level of vitriol that was happening for. Oh, we haven't started the movie that I've been waiting for for an extra thirty minutes. Doesn't make sense. Dude, have you right. gone to a movie man. where they don't start it like on time because Dude. people are not happy? Yeah, I mean that's why the entire the let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby by ourselves some snacks or whatever the fuck they say. Yeah, that's why that was that's why that was invented was to like you know hey look it's coming. And then, like, the Coke slides and all that, the, it, it, you know. Uh, yeah, but then, <laughs> Guys, like, calm down. you know, you calm get down. your food and you get your soda and you eat it and you drink it and the movie still hasn't started. Like, come on. I'd be pissed, too. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I know, yeah, it's just a joke, man. I mean, like, I, 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 and even at the end of the scene when they're trying to steal his car, you know, <laughs> obviously, I, I would assume that didn't happen. And that's also, like, a joke for the film, you know? I mean, it is a comedy. Yeah, they, they roll up with a fucking... It wasn't even like a stretch limo. It was it was a um, a hearse, and then they walk out like five minutes later, and it's completely taken apart. And there's like fifteen kids on it. <laughs> that was a that was a solid joke. I did enjoy what what was the car that they like drove away in. The, oh, the the convertible the, the, the convertible yeah but when they open the door like all this water comes gushing <laughs> oh, the water out falls out yes I love it yes I if it's it. gonna be sitting in rain for like ten minutes absolutely of course there's like twenty gallons of water sitting in your convertible but it's still worth driving so that's fine it's very whimsical it is and it's it, it's it's good it's feel good feel good shit at the end of this movie nice nice little button on it you know. <laughs> Let's get married. Yes. I'm feeling so good about this movie. Let's get married. In Vegas, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's romantic. <laughs> Wait, how good are you feeling about the relationship, though? It's Vegas. Hey, man. Hey, look. She never remarried after he died. That is true. That is true. She and she was very okay with this Well, but hold on. I mean, if he was an alcoholic, uh, I, I can see why she would want to steer clear of relationships after that. She's like, fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> I am done. I paid my dues. Wow, that took a dark turn real quick. <laughs> All right, let's bring it back up. Uh, <laughs> like you're like, yeah, oh, it's real whimsical, <laughs> alcoholic. <laughs> no, no, no. Kristen's always got to ground us on the relationship part. <laughs> died at the age of 50-something. Yo! Oh, yeah, dude. He totally died way early. That was weird. No, wait, hold on. Who brought up the alcoholism? That wasn't me. <laughs> That was me in the first place, but you re-brought it up just now. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Don't let it get too late. I'm light. so Mush. sorry. She clearly was hopelessly in love with him and could never see herself with anyone else. Exactly. That's what I mean, they were trying to say. When you fall in love with Willy Wonka, uh, <laughs> can there ever be anyone else? Willy Wonka? Oh, fuck. I forgot he was in that. Oh, my God. All I saw this entire movie was Willy Wonka with... Because of his teeth? W- without the Bob haircut wig. Oh, yeah. 
I can see it we now that you said that. We haven't brought up his dentures like uh, at all. Like his. Did he have dentures teeth. in this, or is he have dentures in general? No, Ed Wood had dentures, and Johnny Depp like had dentures. Really? Had, had yeah. Well, you don't remember him pulling him out? Yeah. Oh, like he, right, he, right, scare, right. he scares like the, the kids the with him first, the front. Yeah. and then like when they're having the uh, the party, he like you know comes out like with the little tassels on his breasts, like dancing around and all that, <laughs> and, it, and like Sarah Jessica Parker's like, "I've had enough of this shit," and she fucking yep. leaves and shit. But then he like he like takes his mask off and he's got his like you know he's got his fangs hey. in. He's like, <laughs> dude, that is so hilarious. No, it's great. He's like, I'm just yeah. bearing it off for you guys. Yeah. Everyone in the entire audience is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, this is cool. You know, seeing Jeffrey Jones, like, put that dollar in there, that was kind of creepy now, though. <laughs> Every time you see him, it's just uncomfortable these days. Especially, you know, when he gives his last little, like, speech and his weird, creepy fucking eyes. Uh... <laughs> Disturbing. Yeah. Oh, well. Google that. Yeah. Listeners. No. Go to the Wikipedia. You'll see it. Because it sure as fuck ain't on his IMDb. That part's been erased. <laughs> Can't hide all the time. Oh, that's right. You have to go next door and uh, tell your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And if you don't, you get in trouble. Don't you, Jeffrey? <laughs> don't you, Jeffrey? Oh, my goodness. I guess that's how they do it in their family. I, d- I did find... Um... <laughs> I didn't find Do it. you have a kiss for daddy? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Same scene. <laughs> I did find it was pretty interesting. The writers, uh, they were, they kind of had their own, like, Ed Wood experience in life. Uh, they, um, they, I guess they've been kind of, like, uh, pigeonholed since this movie come out as, uh, as doing Problem bio- child. biopics. But, yeah, they did start with Problem Child 1 and 2. And they were like, yeah. oh, my God, what Great the fuck film. has happened? Our career has gone so far off course. We need to hit a reset button. And they do this. I can see this be- being from the problem child people. Man, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I remember those movies being fucking atrocious. Yeah, yeah. The only saving grace is uh, John Ritter, and that's not too much. Yeah. Uh, Stay Tuned was way better. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. There you go. See? Yeah, yeah, it had special effects. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> That's more than we could say for problem <laughs> I think we should Effort remake Stay put Tuned into it. They get sucked into the internet Yeah, fuck yeah Oh god, that would be bad <laughs> That's a whole different movie I don't know, I feel like this This should be more of a meme than a movie <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking you'd be, you'd be like sucked into all kinds of crazy memes Are we at ratings here, guys? It feels like it <laughs> Alright, who's going first? Who is rating Ed Wood? I'll go first. Do it. Set the metric. First timer. Newly experiencing everything that is Ed Wood. He's an Um, Ed Wood virgin. Man. uh, I'm going to give this a seven. There's a lot in this movie that that does a really good job of culminating what a biopic does. But I feel like there's a lot missing in this movie because it is a biopic. Um, I feel like this movie kind of emphasizes the way that when writers, directors, actors start researching a character, um, they fall, they, as they're trying to find the character, they fall in love with the character and maybe they get a little bit too on the nice side of the character. I I don't feel like there was enough negativity is the wrong word. I don't feel like there's enough, like, like opposite sides. Like the, the only thing that we saw of Edward, the entire movie was just 
this intense earnestness the whole time. There was like maybe three scenes where we saw a little bit of a of a of a crack in the armor. Um and most of that was through Sarah Jessica Parker's character. This guy had to have more to his life that complicated things besides, oh, I can't get money to make shitty movies. Um, and I don't feel like I saw any of that, um, especially with the whole Glenn or Glenda being such a prominent part of the first act that we didn't experience anything in in his outlook on the world or his sexuality or his gender specificity or his relationship with women, let alone more of relationships with Sarah Jessica Parker or Patricia Arquette. I just feel like we could have spent maybe a little bit more time, especially with this, with his second girlfriend slash future wife characters like that, that could have been developed a little bit more. <sighs> maybe I would have appreciated this a little bit more if I had seen some of the movies that they're referencing so heavily. I feel like, in in a movie that you're talking about someone who is known so well as the greatest worst director of all time you're going into it with the standpoint of like yeah no people are only going to watch this if they know these movies but then you're limiting yourself for a, a larger audience which is probably why it didn't make very much money as a whole Every single time we saw behind the camera, every single time like they they flipped it and were like, "Here's the actor's perspective looking at Ed Wood as a director," and you see the camera filming like the the B movies. I thought those moments were great. Um, every single time we we were in like the bar scene after the the opening um, the opening play or like the the in between moments. All of those were really set up well, and and I felt like the collaboration between Johnny Johnny Depp and um, and Tim Burton were really well fleshed out. But there's just there's just I, I just felt like there wasn't enough development in the characters. Um, there wasn't enough backstory. There there was too much intimation. There was too much expectation for the audience to know what the fuck you're talking about. As emphasized by our like ten minute conversation about. <laughs> Walking into the theater and not understanding why everyone's pissed with the opening of the movie. <laughs> um, there's a lot of really, really well set up things in this film, but I don't feel like they explored enough of the darkness of the character while emphasizing maybe a little bit too much of... of um, Hold up, though. That that's kind of unfair. Like, I mean, history is looking at this guy as the worst fucking filmmaker of all time, and like, I I feel like the dark and like the like we we've already we've already talked shit about Ed Wood for fucking ever. You know, like this is a it fresh kind of cool to root. It was kind of cool to root for him. Yeah, you know, you okay. know, he's shit. You know, he makes the worst movie of all time. Uh, you know, besides uh, the room. But like you know, uh, which is apparently you know basically yeah okay that's that's yeah. that's a fair comparison. Um, I also didn't see the room before I saw uh, um, the Same. remake of the you know that. Well, I'm totally blanking. The disaster all their names. artist. Yeah, the disaster artist. Um, and again, I felt like like that. That's a really good comparison to this. The disaster artist felt to me like you saw some of the reasons why he was desperate why he wanted to do all these things. I didn't I didn't get that in the wood. I didn't I didn't know his movies before watching it. 
Um, and that to me is the biggest attractor. That's why this is a seven or 7.5 as opposed to like an 8.5 or a nine, because there's too much assumption going into it that you know what the hell we're talking about without setting things up, without being like, these are the things that he did without showing a little bit more of the films. And that that's probably more in the writing than it is in, in the directing or in the acting. Um, Again, I, let me emphasize the, the, the in-between moments, the, the moments where we see, like, the relationship between Ed Wood and Bela Lugosi. Like, those are freaking delightful. Like, the development of those two characters works really, really well. Who Ed Wood wa- was, who he is, why he wants to do these things, what some of his actual struggles were. Uh, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see those. I didn't feel those. And, again... Maybe if my life, my life philosophy hadn't prevented me from watching a trailer before watching the film, I might have understood a little bit more. Watching it a second time, it made more sense. It was more interesting. It was more fun because I felt like I was finally in on the joke. The first time watching it, it didn't work as well as I think they thought it does. So that's why I lean towards a 7, 7.5. Who's going next? I'll be the jaded one to jump in. Uh, <laughs> or they, uh, like, just, I don't know, man. I think there's something cool about, like, you know, even if you don't know, I think it's a cool ride because there's just, like, this cartoon character, <laughs> this guy that just has this motivation, this, like, bubbly, this, like, he's just doing whatever it takes to get this film done. It doesn't matter if, if you're like, hey, here's my nephew. He's a dumbass, but guess what? Now he's the star of your movie. Like, you know, like, fucking great. Bring him on. Like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I want an explosion at the end of this movie. And he's like, no, but it, he falls into the pit. And there's a, no, no, it, now it does. Now it ends with an explosion. He's like, fucking cool. That, like, that's Ron Howard's dad. <laughs> that actor. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You go back and watch it. You can totally you put see my it. kid in your. Let me that's put my kid even in. better, honestly. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> but Ron Howard can act. Okay, Paul. Um, <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Opie if learns you, some lessons. If you know bro. what they're talking about, if you have the references, then you're like all fucking in on that shit. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think you necessarily need to know that he's a real guy. You know, I I think I think it kind of plays. He's just trying to. He's just he's just a goofy dude. I don't know. Like the movie's so solid to me. It, it the, the story structure is really good. Like like it holds your attention. All the actors are super strong. I actually care about what the fuck they're going through. Like you feel so much for fucking Martin Landau's performance, dude. He's fucking landing this so fucking hard, and it, it, it's very very entertaining. And and the, the photography is super fucking sexy. Just think about like when when they go to the theater and you see the backlit. They like the, the lights go down and then there's this like beautiful raking backlighting across the entire theater and you see everybody's heads like there's just so much cool edge lighting and then there's all this like off key like you know they're not lighting people's like you're not faces are more like wrapping them from the offside and it just it just works and it just feels that makes it feel more natural to me for some reason even though it's really framed it doesn't feel like we're like trying to beauty things up it still felt a little documentary at times uh but but still very stylized especially for that like kind of like you know 50 style of fucking you know to make to to make it feel like it's of the time but just a really kind of glossy version of the time i don't know man the music's great all the actors i I just don't see why how i could not give this movie a 10 i I really do enjoy this film and uh i think i will watch it again here here all right Kristen, you going next sure 
So generally, I really love this movie. I think it does stand on its own, mostly because I don't know anything about Ed Wood and I don't, beyond this film, I'm not going to know anything about Ed Wood. And so... <laughs> it stops here. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I feel like this is great. I feel like I have a sufficient education and... Um, I, I have closure with all of it. It works out really well. I think this movie, like, it has it has great actors. I love the whole camp, kitsch, whatever word it is. Um, it's really funny. There are so many one-liners. I always forget, even just, like, pausing it and, like, going to make dinner and coming back. I, I forget how funny it is because I don't think it's supposed – I don't know. Maybe it is supposed to be a comedy. Um, but I, in my head, it's more serious than that. And so I always forget that it's really funny. That being said, it's, I don't really want to go back and watch it over and over again. So I'm going to knock off some points for that, but like generally I feel like it's, it's very well done. And so I'm not, I'm not really sure. Like, I mean, especially when you compare it to like other Tim Burton films that I like to go back and watch over and over again, why don't I like to go back and watch this one? I don't know. I just don't really care. Um, but I think, I mean, it is, it's great. It's outstanding. It's like, I mean, if we're just rating on the technicalities, I would give it a 10, but like, I get, like I said, I don't want to go back and watch it. So like, I'm going to have to give it, I'm going to have to give it like a 7.5, maybe an eight. We'll give it, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. It's still outstanding. And I enjoy it when I sit down to watch it. But, like, if you ask me if I want to go watch Ed Wood, I'm going to be like, not really, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally get where, uh, where you're coming from, but like, not rewatching it and forgetting about the comedy. I, that is something when, when I was putting it in, I, I was just kind of like taken aback, like, God damn, this is so funny. Why don't I remember this being hysterical? It's got Bill Murray in it. Johnny yeah. Depp is like killing every fucking line. That Hungarian accent is so on point. I don't know. The, like, Mike, I understand what you're saying about, like, the we're not going into the darker areas. We're not exploring characters really that well. But, man, this to me, that's not really what this movie is about. It's like that, that feeling of, like, nobody wants to make a shitty film. Nobody goes out and sets out to make a piece of shit. And, it, <laughs> you know, like, and you have to have passion because making films, okay. even making, okay. like, shitty films is fucking hard. You know, you still have to do that. Like, if it was easy, everybody would be going out making shitty films. They do, Brian. It... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, all right. I'm going to interrupt you. This is this is incredibly rude, but I I feel like it's necessary to make a point. There are there are intense, high level production Hollywood films that don't that don't strike the lightning in a bottle. Making a good film is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. You can get. You can get great writers, you can get great actors, you can get a good director, you can get a great cinematographer, you can get all the fucking elements, and something about it just doesn't click. John Carter of Mars is, to me, the quintessential, like, all the things line up. Like, the fucking writers were great, the director was great, the actor was great, the cinematographer was great. Like, everything, like, should have worked, and it just didn't land with the audiences. Making movies is hard. I saw that in the theater three times, though. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love the movie. Like, let me just be really, really fucking clear. 
But like making the gold of like a blockbuster film is really fucking hard and you can't always predict it. And like even if you get all the elements, it doesn't always work. From that perspective, I really appreciate everything that Edward did. But that's not what this movie is about. This movie is about a person who is trying to do all the things and doesn't always work. And I just felt, um, not to reiterate anything, but I, I felt like it just didn't explore enough of the reasons why he felt so strongly about the things or why it didn't work for him or, you know. Anyway, continue. Man, he probably Sorry. doesn't even know why he's feeling... You know, he's just got ambition. He's got ideas, man. He wants to make the pictures. You know, I don't know. I just... <laughs> that contagion, like, that passion, and... Like, it was just captured well. And, like, man, I do like all the actors. I do like all the cinematography. The music is fucking perfect. Even that weird, like, wow, wow. I don't even... It had some kind of weird... Did you guys see the behind the scenes with that fucking instrument? It like the theremin, yes, yeah, and how it works by moving your hands yeah. up in the air. Oh, I love the theremin. The theremin's fantastic. I had no idea. If this you're thing tripping existed. on acid, it's amazing, bro. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's the thing. You know, you never like. I don't know how you have never seen the theremin. There's like all these. Dude, like, I've never seen one before ever in my life. What? That, yeah. That's how. That's the Star Trek theme song was was written on the theremin or was performed on the theremin. There's some of it that's part of the theory, yeah. Some, of yeah, it, yeah. I've yeah. I've heard that, but I've never like, oh well, yeah, obvious. I know I've never seen anybody like operate one or seen one, you know, ever on TV. Uh, dude, I've been to so many like parties or people are partying, and this somebody breaks out the fucking theremin, and it's just so annoying. If you don't know how to play it, it's just like. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the third Bill and Ted's movie. Bill and Ted face the music. Oh, that that's is right. Highly prominent in the like. You're so right. First ten minutes of it. So yeah, I, I, I'm gonna give it a ten. There you go. Anybody got anything else? Mm-mm. And with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew, crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew, at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at moviecrewpod. And Jared, where can the audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram, at checkthegate, on Twitter, at Jared B. Callen, or on Apple Podcasts with my other podcast, Horror Stories. And Grigsy, where can the audience find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Grigsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're going to be closing out the show tonight with track number one titled, main title. (laughs) This is from composer Howard Shore. Enjoy. Here. I'm 
now, for the first time, we are bringing you the full story of what happened. We are giving you all the evidence based only on the secret testimony of the miserable souls who survived this terrifying ordeal. The incidents, the places. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Can your heart stand the shocking facts of the true story of Edward D. Wood, Jr.?
and his uh, wheat thin's bad for the mic. <laughs> you like mouth noises? I don't. I hate it actually. I think it works. It's pretty it crunchy. It makes you feel. It makes you feel more realistic. ASMR. It just makes me want to fucking wheat thin, man. God, I'm like. You know, wheat thins are Boomer's favorite snack cracker. Really, I agree with Boomer. <laughs> okay, okay, Boomer. The dog's got good taste. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he tastes with his mouth. It's supposed to. What? Don't ask. Don't. No. 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 Mike, just put that pin right back in that grenade. Griggs, uh, all your all your taste is in your mouth. There you go. <laughs> 